What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Wrong Sir podcast. I'm so hyped today. I have an extremely special guest. Um, this is a person I've been following for a while, watching their journey, and we got acquainted with one another, and now is a chance to have him on a podcast. So, Ashton, I want to welcome you. Welcome everybody who's listening. Ashton Edmonds, a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, incoming grad student at Northwestern's Journalism School, um, a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and then most importantly, what we're going to talk about is being a sports journalist. So thank you, Ashton, yeah. for hopping on. Hey, thanks tonight for just having me on. I'm honored to be here. So thank you. No problem, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm blessed, man. Uh, my, summer, my summer's been smooth, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, just really trying to prepare for Northwestern. Um, and it's, yeah. it's kind of weird. It's like, I'm thinking like, dang, I won't be an undergrad no more in the fall. So <laughs> like I'm getting, yeah, it's like I'm stepping into adulthood. So still trying to adjust my mind to that. But it's everything's been solid though. Yeah. Okay. When you come to Chicago though, when you come here, yeah. we got a link. We got to go out to eat. Got okay. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you got to show me where all the food spots is. I, I got to. I, I heard Chicago got all the food spots. So don't yeah. sleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Yeah, I got you, though. But before we hop into all the episodes, right, um, I pride myself on just having a podcast, Women Empowerment, right, and bringing yeah. more light to them. And so we're going to have a highlight today. And usually I do individual, but I want to switch it up today. So I'm going to highlight the WNBA team, the Phoenix Mercury, um, yeah. with Skylar Diggins and Brittany Griner. So recently they were the team that just solidified the biggest deal in history uh, for in women's sports history. So they signed basically a $66 million deal over 15 years uh, with Bally's Corp, which is like their official betting and um, gaming partner. So really just shout out to them. I mean, because before yeah. then, I think Glossier was the only beauty partnership they've ever had before. And it's yeah. crazy. Like they've been here for 25 years and ain't did that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so That's nice. I'm just, Happy to see the progress. And most importantly, the moral of the story is invest in women. OK, support them. Yeah. Whoever is listening, go watch you a WNBA game. OK, because they be lit. Most of most of Shout out <laughs> to the W. I actually just ordered me the orange WNBA. The orange one? Like I need to last, get one ASAP. Last week. Yeah, like literally last week. It just arrives um, this week, like earlier this week. So I'm excited, man. Shout out to the WNBA. Yeah, I got to give me one, man. That's on my list. You just reminded yeah. me. I'm going to get one today. Like, no question. For sure. Yeah, mostly, you got to get one. It's essential. <laughs> got to. But, I mean, enough about everybody else. This, you the start hour right now. So, we got to talk about you. Um, I usually start off with just an intricate question just about the individual. You know, I kind of introduced you, gave a little synopsis of who you are in a couple words. Of course, we're going to dive more into it. But I just want to start off with something. So, I said a lot of things, right? Resume, yeah. stack, so many things that people can say like Ashton did. Um, yeah. My question would be like, what's your brand? Like, what do you want people to know you for? Because a lot of people can be like, oh, that's the guy that works, writes for ESPN or Slam or this or that. But like, what do you want to be known for? Like, what's your narrative? Yeah, I think for me, I want to be known for uh, like being a leader, being a mentor um, and just being somebody to look for inspiration. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm always looking for inspiration in different people, whether that's um, somebody at my school or, you know, LeBron James, like anybody that Facts. inspires me. You feel what I'm saying? Like anybody yeah. <laughs> that inspires me, I'm I'm all in and I want to connect with them because I think everybody has a story to tell. So I think for me, um, I want people to know me as like a leader and a mentor and just somebody um, that's, you know, starting from the ground up and grinding their way. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Yeah. It's all about the process. It's all about going through everything to get to the top. And, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. It's like a daily process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just knowing me as a leader and a mentor and, and somebody that, you know, um, you can I can connect with is I want people to know me as. I love that. I love that yeah. so much. And, you know, Adam Figman, right, from Slam. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I talked to Adam. He actually, um, when I interned at Slam, uh, he actually got me the story with one of the WNBA players, and um, that's, that's how I got one of my stories published in the, in the Super Edition. So shout out to Adam. Yeah, yeah. I had Adam yeah. on here, man. That was dope. He was cool. Um, yeah. it was Adam such is a cool. great episode. I was like, he cool. <laughs> Adam is dope. Really, everybody at Slam is dope too. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a nice, chill environment. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's yeah. like a family. So, um, but Adam, yeah, he's he's the goat for sure. He I, he probably didn't interview everybody that we could think of. So yeah, yeah shout out to Adam. <laughs> That's dope. I was just thinking about that because I'm always just saying like, um, just getting one percent better every day, right? And I asked that question, too, because one of the questions I asked him during the podcast, you know, if you go to Adam's Instagram, it's all slam. And I'm like, if people associate you with slam, like who who are your brand outside of that? Or how do you begin to separate yourself from you personally and then the work that you do with a company? And kind of what he said was when people come to his Instagram, it's really not his responsibility to allow people to box him into that. Right. Cause he wants right. to show what he wants. Um, so I just think that answer is just really good in terms of just a lot of people can say slam or ESPN, but you didn't mention any of those things, right. It was about right. being a leader. It was about. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's real dope. And that's the key of everything, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. And just, just showing people like, you know, you can make it like from anywhere you mm-hmm. can start at your school's newspaper and make it to ESPN in like a couple yeah. of years. You know what I'm saying? So just showing people that you can make it. And like, if you just truly put your mind to it, anything mm-hmm. is possible. So, Facts. Yeah. I totally agree. And yeah. let's hop into your journey. Right. So you yeah. talked about being at CAU and starting at the newspaper and then moving on to ESPN or slam. So yeah. let's track back. Let's get before we even got there. So yeah. Florida, Florida native, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then you decided to go to Atlanta, right? You went to the heart of just had, the black had culture. To, yeah. had to, <laughs> had to. Atlanta's like the media hub, you know what I'm saying? So I had to, yeah. had to come here, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so that's why. So for me, like, there could have been other schools you went to, too. So yeah. why an HBCU? I think for me personally and a lot of African-American people, we're starting to get out of the vibe of, like, go to a PWI because that's going to help you make it, you know, and really <laughs> allowing – to be in counterparts with our black community but at the time i mean you're older than me so at that time being at hbcu is not always the most popular thing so i just curious like why an hbcu and what would be your encouragement for those who may look down on it or feel like they won't get to an espn or slam because they think that an hbcu doesn't have the connections to those places yeah so to answer your first question i chose hbcu um i moved to tallahassee florida in 2015 and, okay. you know, before that, I lived in Pittsburgh. So I was always around the University of Pittsburgh and other PWIs. So when I moved to Tallahassee, that's when I learned about FAMU. And mm-hmm. I went to FAMU High School. So I was so connected with FAMU. And just seeing that culture and that camaraderie between students and the professors and that campus life, I was like, yeah, I got to go to an HBCU. <laughs> and um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to. It's lit. And, you know, after I learned about Clark and it being in the Atlanta University Center with Spelman and Morehouse, I was like, yeah, this is like the black hub, black Mecca right here. And I have to be in that. And um, it was like the best experience for me. And I just feel like anybody that looks down upon HBCUs, you know what I'm saying? It's still an institution. It's still a university. And they have the same resources. And 
you know, I've been in rooms of students that went to, that goes to PWIs and even Ivy League schools. And you know what I'm saying? I've applied the same pressure that they've applied in those rooms. So um, I, I think HBCUs are top tier, man. And I encourage, you know, if you're a black student, in my opinion, I think you should go to an HBCU. Um, but if not, you know what I'm saying? Like, continue to do your thing. But I definitely encourage every black student to attend an HBCU. Yeah, yeah, man. I I agree with you because I think that's just really key for me, right? Because coming yeah. out of high school, um, just I don't know about you, but like in a black community, it's always going to school is kind of like your way out, right? Like go to right. school so you can get out. And um, I remember when I was applying, I was like, I want to do business because I'm in a business school and I was like, I'm going to do business. So I want to apply to the top business schools. And the only HBCU I applied for was Howard. Um, and I got in, but I was like, I got into Indiana and I got into UW and I got into U of I. So I was like tunnel vision, like that's my focus. And I'm just really realizing the importance of it. Right. And I think sometimes too, even when it comes to, I wrote them off initially because I was like, they're not going to have any financial aid for me. So why would I waste my time? And so I think definitely just becoming more educated to break that stigma too. And like a goal of mine, like I want to go to grad school now. And I told myself, I don't want to go to a PWI for grad school. Like I want to go to an HBCU because I've never been to Howard. I never felt that culture. Yeah, like, yeah I went nice. to an all black high school, but like I'm trying to get lit at Clark with y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most, that's real. That's real. That's I'm real. Like, I gotta yeah. change my trajectory and just get just both of those cultures and like both of those feelings. Yeah, that's facts. No, that's facts. I love it, man. And then I read an article just talking about your farewell to Clark or whatever. And um, yeah. one of the biggest quotes that you said that just really resonates with me too, because I mean, you're ahead of me, right? So I'm looking to you for advice because I'm about to be a junior. And um, something that you said, I'm going to quote you. You said something I would tell myself, my freshman self, is to not put so much pressure on yourself and to yeah. try not to have everything figured out so quickly. Taking yeah each day at one time, um, having a planner and focusing on setting goals each day helped me toward my goals. That is something I wish I would have known early on. And you said this is extremely important because you never want to look back and have regrets about anything. College days do indeed swiftly pass. So cherish every moment of these four years is so important. Um, yeah. And I was like, facts. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're right. You feel me? <laughs> I felt you. I was like, that's um, true, because I think sometimes and I'm just curious with your perspective, I ask this because when people look at your LinkedIn and when people look at your resume, you got so much that you've done. Right. And in a small four years, a short amount of time, how do you continue to cherish those social moments in college and cherish the moments of let me have fun, you know, or being in your fraternity with your brothers, et cetera? How do you balance those two? But also being like, I got to grind. And I got to yeah. focus because I got to be at these places or I got to write this article. Like, how do you have that balance? Because I know there are a lot of people our age who listen to the podcast and for myself, too. Like, that's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. I think I learned early on, like time management is key. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you get an assignment or you have to get something done, make sure you get it done at that moment so that you can go out and celebrate and have fun with your friends. Um, I, I did put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, early on in college, I felt like I had to get this internship or if mm-hmm. I didn't get an internship, I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? But I kept trying, I kept applying. And, um, you know, I just took each day at a time, like just talking to my mom, just taking literally each day at a time mm-hmm. will help you towards that end goal. 
And um, I think time management was the key to balancing all of that. You know, I put a lot of time into, of course, my work. I feel like I I put a lot more time into my work than having fun, which is why, um, you know, I'm in a place that I'm at. But I still think it's important to, you know, take time away from your work, fraternity, and go out, celebrate, and just enjoy life. Um, yeah. Because life, you know, your work is, I mean, life is bigger than your work and everything. So um, I would say, you know, make sure you find that balance each day. Um, whether that's reading or going for a walk, going to play back, you know, whatever your hobby is, make sure you mm-hmm. take that time away from your work to get back to normal life and everything. So yeah. that's, that's, that's great advice too. Cause I know like I'm, I'm you, like I'm putting myself, I'm putting a lot of pressure yeah. on myself just unconsciously. Cause it's like, I got goals next summer. Like I'm rising junior, you know, this is recruiting right. time. So I'm like, all right, yeah. this one, they application coming out. Like, <laughs> This is I got to submit the resume. Like, this is what I got to do. Okay, then I want to do this with the podcast. And like, and I'm thinking like, it's two years left. Like, I'm trying to have some solidified by the time that I graduate. So it's like so much pressure. And I think college is so beautiful to me too, because you're with so many different people. Like everybody comes from different backgrounds. You're always going to have friends with different work ethics. Some people who can understand what you're doing and some people like, girl why you not at a party you know (laughs) right that's real that's real (laughs) so it's just like having that balance and duality I've kind of tried to I'm in the middle of that in the midst of that and just learning like when am I applying too much pressure to like the goals and the long term and when do I need to like back back and just focus on Anaya or focus on Ashton you know that's real now that's real some and sometimes you do got to make those sacrifices Mm -hmm. of maybe you got to miss a party or a social event to write an article or do a podcast you know what I'm saying Right. And those moments, you know what I'm saying, will lead you to those big moments, I would say, because hmm. um, that, that's what happened to me, at least. Um, but again, like just finding that time to live life, um, always make time for celebration, your friends, your family, because right. um, those are the, those are the things that really matter most in life, I would say, outside of your work. So um, I encourage everybody to continue to just do what they do, like continue to put in work, but always make time for those those things. That's real. Yes, I love that advice. I I needed yeah. that. Okay, that's why yeah. I asked the question. Yeah, um, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> you um mentioned earlier. You said that going to Clark Atlanta, right? Of course, it was yeah. just the culture, the African American culture. But you also talked about how Atlanta was the hub for media. So yes. I'm guessing that before you got to the university, you knew that you wanted to be in media. Yeah. So actually, it's weird because. I didn't know what I wanted to study in college. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to don't want to do biology. I don't want to do business mm-hmm. um, psychology. I was like, I know about sports and I'm a good writer. So I'm like, all right, I might as well be a sports journalist. Right. Yeah. Um, and Clark has a good media program. So just going into Clark, I had no journalism experience at all. Um, wow. My freshman year, I published one article. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a little 100 word article in the newspaper. Um, and then that very next year, I became sports editor. And I just kind of put myself in an uncomfortable position to um, help myself grow, I would say. And, you know, just mentoring people like students that were seniors and I was a sophomore. I'm like, you know, I'm the sports editor of the school's newspaper. So I had to do that. But I think just putting myself in those uncomfortable positions has helped me grow in tremendous amount of ways. Mm-hmm. That That's dope. And, and I'm curious, like, when did you know that it was for you? Like, of course, you wrote the 100 word paper. And of course, that was your, you know, time where you were getting your feet wet. But when did you know, like, like journalism, like sports journalism, this is for me. This is what I want to do. And then yeah. what would be your encouragement to people who want to go that route? Like, how would they know, hey, this is this is what you want to do. Like, this is your passion. 
No, facts. I think when I really figured out, I was like, yeah, I think I want to really go into sports journalism was when I landed my internship with Turner Sports right after my sophomore year. Um, we had to do a final project on NBA game time. And, you know, when I whenever I posted it on Instagram and everything, everybody was going crazy. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know, people really like love my work. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of was downplaying it like, ah, this, this isn't that good. But people's like, yo, you're doing really good. Keep yeah. it going. And even my articles that I was writing, my professor's like, yo, you're a really good writer. So I think just those um, moments of clarification just helped me realize, like, yeah, I'm going to go mm. full throttle. I'm going to give it 100%. And for anybody that's trying to go into sports journalism, it's a grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to be, you know, the Stephen A's, the Stuart Scott's, Maria Taylor's, um, Malika Andrews. But mm-hmm. you got to start from the ground and just continue to move your way forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, even somebody like Monica McNutt, she started, she had a long journey, but we see her on TV now and she's doing her thing, but yep. she didn't just, you know, graduate from college and land at ESPN the next day. She had the grind. And um, I would just say, continue to take every opportunity, continue to write, um, you know, just learn as much as you can too. Uh, and mm. I think that's the biggest thing for anybody that wants to be a sports journalist. Mm. That's yeah. that's really good. I love yeah. that. And um, just for me too, like, I would say even to add upon that, like along the journey, you're going to realize that you're good at certain things you didn't know you were good at. Like, yeah, that's real. That's real talk. <laughs> I'm a marketing major. I came in yeah. like I came in like you. I was like, I want to do business, but I don't want to be an accountant. I don't yeah. want to do finance. So I'm like, I got to figure out what am I going to do? And then it was like marketing. Like, I love this. Like, I'm doing it. Out of nowhere, quarantine, my little quarantine baby. We on it right now. Me, yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. start the podcast because I feel like I can talk about sports and I love sports. And now it's like people hitting you up like, you actually, you you want to do, do sports broadcast? I'm like, it wasn't even my intention. But right. Now <laughs> I'm sitting right here interviewing people all the time. So just I will say like that encouragement from other people who give you that validation outside. They really do help because sometimes we can just be so hard on ourselves. Like, man, I don't know if that was good enough for it. Man, I'm not applying enough pressure. And there's people looking at you like, girl, I'm trying to right. get to your level. Like, what oh, me? Doing? No, for real. I mean, like, I'm not doing, I'm not really doing a lot for real. What y'all talking about? Like, yes. But no, that's, that's real. I relate, I relate to that in many ways for sure. So, like, it's crazy. And yeah. let's talk about the resume. You talked about Turner Sports, right? You landed that just to say a few. Okay, we got sports production intern for Turner Sports. First thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Turner Diversity Fellow, Warner Media. Okay. Three, we got marketing intern, <laughs> Slam Magazine. Four, yeah. we got Rodin Fellow at the Undefeated. And we still got an editorial intern at ESPN. <laughs> yeah. So resume stacked. Okay. And not even right. touching grad school yet. Like, go. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> period. <laughs> And so I'm just curious, let's start from the start, okay? Let's start Turner Sports. When people pursue these positions, right, um, and just to even do a backstory, I will say, like, how I first figured out about you just for those listening, right? I was um looking at Slam, and I think I was late for, like, you know, I'm a freshman, so I'm just looking at um, internships, and Slam posted it, whatever, and I was like, cool, this, that. And I remember you had posted on LinkedIn that you got it. And um, some advice that I got from some people was like, reach out to people who got the internship. Like, what did they have on their resume? Because when you want to be in that position next, maybe they can help you figure out the process. So I reached out. I'm like, hey, Ashton, you know, getting some advice and looking at you and looking at your resume. I'm like, dude's really killing it. 
And so <laughs> yes. we've just, you know, been connecting ever since then. But the, fir- the first thing I saw was Slam, but that was way down the road. And yes. so starting at the beginning, we're at Turner Sports. Um, I'm curious. The first question I will start with is for those who are pursuing internships at big companies like this. Like, what should be the key? How should they go into it? Or what do you feel like the keys are to differentiate yourself from thousands of other people who want to be with ESPN, Slam, yeah. Warner Media, all of those companies? <laughs> no, facts. For at least, you know, from the employers that I work for, the key thing that they want to see is what have you done on campus? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what have you done outside of this internship? Because a lot of students want these big internships, but don't do nothing on campus. So I encourage students to join their school's newspaper their school's mm-hmm. TV station, radio station, and get as many clips as you can to show these employers like that you can actually do this work. Right. Because if they if they don't if they can't see that you can do this work, it's like why would I hire you over somebody else? So I would say you know get as many articles as you can, get as many TV clips as you can at your school. Um, even pod, if you do a podcast at your school on the radio station, like get those clips and put it all together in a portfolio and send mm-hmm. it out. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna get picked up by if not one person, at least three people, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because these employers are always looking for somebody new um, and just showing them that you can do this work is very key. So staying consistent and making sure that you're doing the work on your campus before you apply is very key, I would say. That's good. That's really yeah. good because something yeah. that I learned too, um, I had, we had an event with Taylor Rooks at, at my org, the sports business org on campus. And we were all just so hyped. And I think, um, one of the questions that somebody asked was something just about what would your advice be? And she was talking about, they were like, how did you land Bleacher Report, right? And everybody's always curious about that. And she's something that's forever stuck with me when she was like, always have your own material. Because when you apply to these places, like you don't want to tell people, you don't want people to tell you, well, you know, we haven't seen you do like come with them. Like you can't deny me. Okay. Like this is what I've done. These are clips, like any type of material. And for you, starting with the newspaper, for me, the podcast, for other people, Big Ten Network at these Big Ten schools or play by play and all of those things. So just an encouragement for everybody listening. Have your own material. Be confident. It's okay to start from the bottom and just really just push forward. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I know for me, even Clark. Clark's not a big 10. It's not even a D1 school. It's a D2 HBCU. So right. they don't really get that much notoriety. But for me, just covering Clark was very humbling because I'm like, um, you got I got to get these clips up. Like, I, you know, if I want to land these internships at ESPN and Turner, I have to cover Clark first before I can even get there. So um, covering Clark, man, has taught me so much. And just learning about the players, the coaches, and just learning how to ask questions or even knowing which question to ask was hmm. something key that I had to learn. So yeah, man, just starting on your campus first um, will help you in the long run. Okay. Yes, yeah. I would say use where you are at, use home, and then yeah. branch out. Like, That's I would right. definitely say it, because all of these colleges have amazing networks. It's just all yeah. about tapping in. That's real. That's real. That's real. Yeah. So <laughs> we got Turner Sports, right? And we're figuring yeah. out how do we interview, sending our material, being confident in ourselves. Now, um, my question would be, Two, so I have two. It's twofold. First one, can you think about your, if you can name biggest takeaways, I don't know if you want to do all of them or biggest takeaways from three of them or whatever, from all of these different internships, like from each place, um, how has it grown you differently? Because I'm sure they all have and you've taken something away differently from each. So right. let's go down the list. Let's figure out what you learned from each of those uh, stops. Yeah, so um, 
I would say from, oh, like at Turner Sports, what I learned from Turner Sports and uh, Slam, all of them, like just go through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would say at Turner Sports, what I, the biggest takeaway I've learned was to use my voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't shy away from the opportunity. A lot of people feel intimidated when they're around these professionals, but they want to know like what the interns are thinking because they're always looking for new and innovative ideas. So just speaking up more and using my voice, you know, I was kind of timid and kind of quiet, but after the internship was over, I was like, yeah, I need to use my voice more moving forward. Mm. Um, I would say at Slam, um, just using my mind, being because I was a marketing intern, so being creative. And I would say using my voice as well, um, because at Slam, it's so many creative minds. And they're, you know, right. it's like the basketball Bible. Like, they put together <laughs> crazy, they put together, yeah, they put together crazy magazines. So I was like, well, my ideas really contribute to this organization, but they really did, and they made a difference. Um, at the Road and Fellowship, I would say just being myself and being authentic. You know what I'm saying? Going into mm. every meeting, being myself. Um, but not too, not too relaxed, but right. keeping professional, but just still being myself. And um, man, at ESPN, I think it's like a compilation of all those type of things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Though? Like I'm using my voice, I'm using my mind, and I'm being myself. So yeah, I would say okay. that's, those are the biggest takeaways I've learned. I like those. I like those. Yeah. And then yeah. I want to talk about ESPN and Slam, right? Yeah. Um, you've done some, you've had some amazing opportunities, right? Just even with those two organizations and you've done some great things. One of my favorite things that you did um, was being a part of the, you were the guest editor. Um, no, actually you weren't. So you helped on It Stops Now where Mello was the guest editor just in that time of the social justice initiative. And so many people were so proud to be a part of that. Like to say they had their name on that and to say they contributed to pushing forth that momentum. A lot of people were proud. Um, What was that experience? Like how did that opportunity come about in terms of, you know, being asked to, and I'm just curious, like, what was that like? You know, your name is on something that'll forever transcend past you. Yeah, no, that was, that was surreal. Honestly, last summer was crazy for, it was just crazy, like for everybody, coronavirus, social unrest. So being able to, to work on that issue um, about Carmelo and his son and just being able to work with different NBA legends like Oscar Robinson and Bill Russell um, and Spencer Haywood, you know what I'm saying? Like I was yes. on an interview call with Oscar Robinson. It was crazy. Um, but just being able to work on that issue was very monumental for me um, because 2020 was a crazy year. Um, and Carmelo's my favorite player. So that made it even more Oh, wow. Exciting. He was hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it made it even more exciting for me to have my name inside of that issue. And just working with the people at Slam, man, they, they're so cool, so creative and innovative. And yeah. just seeing that creative process come together was, was, was amazing to see, for real, for real. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And then yeah. next one, one of my favorites, um, ESPN. Hank Aaron. Yeah. I yeah. know that's going to put a smile on your face already. <laughs> I don't have to say too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that's next level. Like, yeah. you're talking about Hank Aaron and remembering him. Just go through that with me. Like, how has that been, you know, the opportunity to do that too? And then what goes to your mind when it's time to publish things like this? Like, what's the mindset we're breaking down? Okay, we're remembering him. What do I want to write about him? What do I want to highlight? You know, from my perspective, what do I want to give people to know about this individual? So how do you decipher those things? Yeah, no, for real. Well, 
first off, how that story came about, I woke up one morning and um, I, ESPN was already on and it said Hank Aaron had passed. Mm. From that moment, like I was just thinking of how I could put this story together. And I just I interviewed like three people. I interviewed two college baseball players and, and just a person that grew up watching Hank Aaron, like an older man that was in front mm. of his statue. And um, I wrote the story in like two to three hours, sent it to my editor and got it published. And I had no idea that it was going to be published in like an ESPN mag. Um, but my editor was like, yeah, we submitted it and um, it got chosen for it. And I was like, wow. this is crazy. So I went to go buy it at Barnes and Nobles and I was just, <laughs> sit, I was just sitting there reading it like, yo, like this is this is wild for real. But, yes. Um, How was that moment? Like you go nah. to Barnes and Nobles. We used to yeah. buy on other people's books, man. And right. you got some with your name on it. Like, how does that feel? Man, it was it was like all my hard work is like it's just paying off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just those moments. You won't like my mindset wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get published in ESPN. Mag. It was just like, let me get this story out. Um, just always thinking and staying on my toes because um, that's what a journalist is supposed to do. Just always finding the story. So just seeing my name in that mag was like a full circle moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna really take this to the next level. Like I got <laughs> I got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the yes. beginning. This is the oh beginning. Oh my god! So, yeah, that's amazing. I can only like imagine that feeling. Like I know that just felt great. Like yeah. seriously. No, nah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. For yeah. those who are writing though, right? Um, you know, I asked Adam this too. How do you continuously get better as a journalist, right? Even when it comes to writing or or even, um, yeah, let's do writing right now. Like when it comes to writing, because you said always looking and trying to find a story. How does a person continue to brush their skills up? Yeah, I would say, number one, continue to write, continue to write, continue to push out articles. If you have like your own blog, you know, maybe write stories on that and have somebody like a professional writer look over it so they can critique you so you're just mm. not writing blindly you know what i'm saying um because it's so it's so many different things to journalism that you need to know and i would say reading every like a lot of articles whether that's on cnn on espn on slam seeing how they write seeing the grammatical you know what i'm saying all of that type of things um will help you as a better writer but just having more reps as a writer whether that's on the newspaper on your mm-hmm. own blog I would say you have to continue to do that because, you know, that'll keep your mind fresh. And whenever you do get an article, you won't have writer's block for the most part. So I would okay. say that's the key thing is to continue to write and continue to read. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah. So everybody who's listening, who wants to pursue yeah. journalism, some tips. Okay. We dropping the game <laughs> on the podcast. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> so Most something definitely. I was doing, right. I was on campus and um. I'm always watching NBA games. Love the NBA, right? Love the NBA, love the WNBA. And this was particularly the All-Star game this year. And I'm sitting in front of my screen and somebody just pops up with CP3 interviewing him. And I'm like, that's Ashton. Like, So as soon as I saw that, I was waiting for you to post it. I'm like, congrats, bro. Like, that's huge. I'm like, I be connecting with this man on LinkedIn and he just coming across my screen interviewing Chris Paul. Like, what? Yeah. So, oh my God, I'm just interested in that opportunity. Like, first yeah. All-Star Weekend on TV interviewing Chris Paul. How did that come about? Um, and how was that? Like, how did that make you feel? Yeah, so a week before the All-Star game, I got hit up on LinkedIn uh, by a professional editor in sports. And he was like, you know, you have time for a quick call. Um, talked to him, chopped it up, and, you know, he told me that I was going to be interviewing Chris Paul at the All-Star game, 
Wow. Like, yeah, I can't pass up this opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They was like, we needed an HBCU sports journalist that was in Atlanta. And it, it could have been anybody from, you know, Clark, Morehouse, or Spelman. You know what I'm saying? And they chose me. And, uh, you know, that, that weekend, they got me to the hotel. I stayed there um, on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, Sunday was just crazy for me. Um, I went through rehearsal. I went through reps and had to get my questions ready. And um, I was I was shaking a little bit at, in the beginning, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Just a little nervous because, like, this is All-Star and this is Chris Paul. Yeah. But I think by the second question, you know, I was way more relaxed. And Chris, Chris, honestly, man, like, CP3, he's a great dude. So he was kind of easy to interview. Um, and mm-hmm. I realized, like, interviews are really just conversations. So just having that conversation with him just made it more even comfortable for me. Um, mm. And then the rest of that day was just like, I was, I just felt like I was on cloud nine. I'm like, I'm at the all-star game. I, I got it for free. You know what I'm saying? And this is during COVID. So everybody really couldn't get in. So I'm like, this is dope. And um, yeah, after it was on TV, my phone was just blowing up. I you bet. Know, just, yeah. And I had to turn it on. Do not disturb for a quick second. <laughs> like it was going, it was going crazy. Um, but that moment was like another full circle, full circle moment for me. And uh, it just validated like, yeah, I can make it in this industry. Yeah, so man, been, you on yeah. to it. You killed it. First of all, let me say that you killed you. it. Um, I was just so proud of you. I'm like, yes, like this yeah. day is interviewing Chris Paul. And I think there are <laughs> a lot of components to it. Right. And so first thing you talked about um, rehearsal. Right. But before rehearsal, I'm sure you had to come with some questions that you yeah. wanted to probably ask him. I'm curious, you know, because I think we are I can you can ask me this, too. We can both relate in a way when it comes to developing questions for people and what type of story we're getting. Um, How do you figure out what are the best questions to ask? Because something that you asked him was, has he ever thought of being an HBCU coach? And he was like, man, that's a good question. Um, I don't know about you, but when you ask a question and people like that's a good question, you feel like you're on cloud nine. It's not for real. That's real. (laughs) I was where did that come from like what made you ask him because I'm sure it had to be tailored to HBCUs because that's what it was all about but what made you particularly ask that and for those who are wondering how do you develop these questions and how do you know that they are the right ones to ask this individual yeah so what made me ask those specific questions were I saw Chris Paul he's a big advocate for HBCUs Mm -hmm. and in the NBA bubble he had on everything I loved it it was Winston-Salem yeah yeah, like it was, it, he was going crazy. So I was like, let me center my questions around HBCUs. And then I saw that he was working with North Carolina Central um, on a, on that basketball documentary. So I was mm-hmm. like, maybe he might have aspirations that one day become an HBCU basketball coach. Let me ask him that. And I think just doing that research um, just kind of helped me prepare for those type of things. And, you know, I would say to ask good questions for to somebody, like make sure you do your research on them, like dig mm-hmm. into who they are. And find out they might be like, how did you even know that about me? But right. It's like, you gotta, you gotta really do that research and, and dig into it. And I think those are where the, the best questions are born from having that preparation and doing mm. that research on them. So, yes, yes. I think yeah. that's key. Cause I think yeah. the more personal you can get, the more you can put a smile on somebody's face. The more they can be like, Yeah, I want to talk about this because how did you know that right. I like how did you even, how did you even know this about me? Like right. this is crazy. <laughs> So it, like, ma- it makes the it makes that person more comfortable too because everybody likes talking about themselves and it's mm-hmm. easy for everybody to talk about themselves. So yeah, like just make sure you're doing that research and um I, I think will help you prepare to ask the best best questions for sure. Okay, 
that's some good advice. And then you got the questions right. You're there. Yeah. And you say you had to go to rehearsal, like a couple reps. What's rehearsal like? Because you only have a certain amount of time in the window to ask him questions. And, you know, yeah. so how do you prepare for that? Like, what are they asking you to do in rehearsal? Yeah, so at, specifically at the All-Star game, um, my one of my mentors, he works for CNN Sports. Um, and me and him was just going over my questions. It was like, just get like three questions. Interview is going to be like a minute long. Um, and we just went over those questions. We kind of narrowed them down to see which ones would be the best ones. And I chose three and um, they set me up on camera and everything. And um, I was kind of just asking them like the questions um, and they wanted to see how I looked on camera. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty smooth for the most part. Uh, I was sitting, I would say I was sitting on camera for like 10 minutes before Chris actually got on. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of preparing my mindset for it. But I think um, just preparation, like I said, just preparation, make sure you uh, going through those reps and asking those questions, maybe like see yourself in a mirror will help you in the mm -hmm. interview, I would say. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a, that's a good one. I've never thought about asking in, in, in the mirror. That's great. Yeah. It's different. It's different. It's different. That was, that was some advice that my mom gave me too. Like just talking mm -hmm. to yourself in the mirror, like you're in an interview will help you when you actually are in an interview. So Ooh, I yeah, like that. that. Yeah. It helped me. It definitely helped me. Okay. Um, and then let's talk about just, and well, no, I have a question too. After you have these moments, right? You on cloud nine, you talked about the phone is blowing up like crazy. Yeah. Tell me after, cause I know for you, for me sometimes, like when you have big moments, it's like surreal, like you feel good, but then it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. How do you capitalize on these opportunities when given the time to be on TV? How do you move? Like what's next for you? How do you build upon that? Yeah. So I think for me, um, when the, in those big moments, you know, I celebrate those big moments. I soak it in. But then I'm always like, um, I can't be complacent. Like I got to keep, right. I got to get on to the next plate. You know what I'm saying? Because life is moving. You got to keep moving. So I think for me, just always like, OK, I did this. I accomplished this. But how can I go even higher? How can I get better from this moment on? Mm. And um, I think not dwelling on that big moment and sitting on it forever but moving on to that next play, um, continuing to write, continuing to network and reach out to people um, and just, you know, sending my clips to different people and professionals so that I can land more opportunities and continue to get better, I would say, as a young professional. So, mm, I like yeah. that. That's some that's some good advice. And now, you know, we got next steps, right? Capitalizing on an amazing year. Um, yeah. Graduated. Congratulations, graduate on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. No problem. And then we got next step, man. Like I mentioned earlier, we're at Northwestern. Um, so grad school, a lot of people, one of my favorite things like Phil Handy, um, Lakers coach, right? He usually yeah. talks about when he first meet with LeBron or when he first met with Kawhi, he goes up to them and asks them, hey, what do you want to work on? What do you want to improve on? Because I think as athletes, um, me being a previous one, we kind of all know what our weaknesses are deep down. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can't go left, you need to go work oh, on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> and so you know what your weaknesses are. So it's just about getting to it. So he talks about how he always asks them, what do you want to work on? What do you think you should improve on? Um, and I'm saying that just to follow into the question about grad school, right? why you know what are the improvements we should see in Ashton after he graduates from the graduate program like what do you look to improve from this situation and what do you look to gain I would say my on-camera skills I was well definitely my on-camera skills but everything journalism from my writing 
um, to my voice, to editing, you know what I'm saying? But mainly my on-camera skills. You know, I've done a lot of writing over my time in college and everything, but I feel like I haven't gotten that that real on-camera experience. So right. making sure that I'm comfortable with a mic in my hand, make sure that I'm comfortable in front of the camera is something that I really want to pull away from Northwestern. I um, mean, just learning from everybody at Northwestern, like it's the number one journalism school in the country. So hey, um, tell us. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Northwestern is thorough, man. They, they got some heavy hitters within Northwestern. So learning from people like J.A. Adonde and Michael Wilbon and um, those different professionals that made it. Um, I think I just want to learn how to be versatile and well-rounded. You know what I'm saying? Because they could, they could write, they could talk on camera, they can do podcasting. And I think it's important to not be one-sided in this industry. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because if you're not one-sided, you wanna, you're separating yourselves for success. So um, I would say just being versatile is what I want to take from Northwestern. I, would say. Mm, I like yeah. that. I yeah. love that. Um, and yeah. I'm looking forward to see it because I know you're going to be 10 times new and improved, okay? So I'm yeah. looking for you to be on, on side with Malika Andrews, okay? And with Maria Taylor. <laughs> yeah, feel, hey, I'm trying to get there for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna finish it out, right? We're gonna wrap it up. So I got some trivia for you. Let's have a little fun. We're gonna ask a couple questions, right? And okay. my first one, let's see. Okay, you could choose. We either do top five Atlanta athletes, athletes from Atlanta, or top five athletes from let's do Pittsburgh, like that area. So which one you want to take? Ooh, um, I say I guess Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right, cool. Um, so I would say top five, like in my opinion. Mm-hmm, in your opinion. Okay. I think top five athletes, in my opinion, uh, Troy Palomalu from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers, Heinz Ward, um, Andrew McClutchin, um, man, Sidney Crosby from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot. Big Ben, of course. You got to say Big Ben. He's, he's yeah. a legend. <laughs> and I wish Pittsburgh had an NBA team because I know they would be hard. But I guess I'm going to go back to another stiller. I would say James Harrison. He was a beast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that list. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Dream interview, male or female? What's your dream interview? Dream interview, Mm -hmm. um, male, I would say Jay-Z. He's he's a a guy. I definitely want to interview Jay-Z. He just seems like an interesting person. Um, he's just a go. He's a legend. Like he's an inspiration to me. Facts. Uh, for women, I would say Michelle Obama would be a dope interview. I think Michelle's like that's like our forever first lady. So, um, I think that would be a cool interview to interview Michelle Obama for sure. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like those two. Okay, yeah. next question. Right, who are the sports broadcasters that have inspired you? And whoever this individual is or individuals are, what skills would you like to take away from them? So if like we talk about if I want to be D Rose, I take away his athleticism. Like, what are you yeah. taking away from these people who you've looked up to? Yes. Stuart Scott is who I looked up mm-hmm. to all my life. So um, I would say just his confidence and his this is swagger. You know what I'm saying? He was he was just so natural on camera. And he was so colorful. And I think just having that confidence on camera is something that I want to take away from Stuart Scott. Yes. And um, just how everybody loved, like everybody loves Stuart Scott. And mm-hmm. um, I think just having that confidence and that swagger on camera and as a journalist is something that I, don't, that I want to take away from Stuart Scott for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that yeah. one. And then <laughs> last one. Okay. So this is something new I'm doing on the podcast now. So now you're the first person. This is your obligation now. Okay. <laughs> so <a> <laughs> trivia, somebody in your network 
who you would like to see on this podcast? And if so, you got to help me make it happen. Okay. Somebody in my network that I would like to see on this podcast. Mm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I would say it's a hard one. I feel like it's so many, <laughs> it's so many different like creative people. Um, this could be from like any category. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be sports. Whatever. I don't care. I would say my line brother, TJ, T. Jordan. I think he's a he's an interesting person. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very he's the first Mr. Clark Atlanta this uh, or our junior year. Um, okay. He's in the finance industry, so he's working at AT and T in uh, in DC. So I think he he will be a great person to talk to, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Give me one. Yeah. Now give me one of sports. Sports. Um, my mentor, Salim Sobers from Turner Sports, will be somebody dope to talk to. He went to mm-hmm. Howard HBCU, worked at ESPN. Um, and I think he would just be a great professional to talk to. He's black um, and, and really an advocate for HBCU students. So I think I can make that happen for sure. Salim okay, Sobers. I'm a whole day. Hey, everybody listening, Ash, just stay <laughs> here. I got you on tape. You saying that you can make it happen. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm going to stay on for sure. I got you. Okay, vet man. Um, that's really all I got today. I'm I was so hyped to have this podcast with you. I think yep. just to give you your flowers too, because you just me coming up. Um, I'm want to do marketing, right? And so starting a podcast, this was just a newfound opportunity for me, and kind of something I'm realizing that I like, and to have those people on screen who look like you, who are your age, yeah, you know, definitely. who are in those positions that you would like to be in, man, is super inspirational and just one of those things that continue to uplift me, man. So I love seeing your journey. Um, it's inspiring. I love what you're doing. And I just think you should just keep it up for real. Thank you. And I'm super proud of you. I, I've been, trust me, I've Thank been following you. you too. I see you grinding. I know you're going to make it big. And <laughs> I appreciate you creating this podcast. Like this is a dope space to really leverage your voice for real. So um, thank you again for having me on as a guest. I'm honored. You know, this is like a privilege for me. So thank no you so problem, much. man. I'm hype. I can't wait to everybody hear this one. I think they're going to love it. Okay. Uh, but for those tuning in, please subscribe. If you haven't leave a five-star review, Ashton, where can they follow your platforms? Where can they get your articles? Like plug them in with where you are. Yeah. So you can follow me on both Twitter and IG at AE11 underscore underscore. And um, I have a link tree with all of my articles, my podcasts, and different futures um, in my bios on Twitter and Instagram. So, um, and also if you just Google Ashton Edmonds, like Be Undefeated, uh, you'll see some of my articles from there as well. So yeah, I look forward to following y'all and seeing y'all and um, yeah, it's connecting with y'all. So yeah. Yes, man. Okay. Um, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Ashton, I appreciate you for hopping on. Uh, and then that'll be all. We out. Thank you. Appreciate you and all you. Oh, 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 oh